I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 19, 2018. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We certainly have a lot of ground to cover today, so I really want to cut right to the chase. So before I get rolling, let me just once again thank everybody for participating, posting comments underneath the video each and every night. I love the interaction. Please keep up the great work. Also, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and absolutely share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Obviously, today was Fed Day. Everybody was waiting for the Fed. It was splattered all over the media. We got the Fed announcement. Here we are. Where are we going? What do we do? That's what we're going to cover tonight. Before we get into the meat of that, I'm going to do something a little unorthodox, something I don't do a lot, but I think it's important to do today. Just for a moment, I want to talk about Benny. Benny's one of you. He watched the videos, he took the course, and he's working hard. He's working hard to learn. He asks questions. He gets real answers. Now, it's undeniable that we're in a very difficult market for traders right now. It's not an easy environment to be trading during the day. The market is extremely volatile. You have to know what you're doing. If you don't, you can get eaten alive. Real quick, here's Benny today. This is just recently, it came in at 4.43 p.m. I'm making this video slightly after 5 p.m. There, I just refreshed the page. 33 minutes ago, this message comes in. Thank you for the course. I have a perfect, excellent trade today. It was at 1400 or 2 p.m. when the SPY hit a number of 259.40. I shorted the market for many reasons. Gap window, timing, hour, 10 minutes. Anybody that's taken the course knows exactly what these things are, what these reasons are. Taking the course changes the way I see the market and the way I trade. Thank you, Benny. He doesn't know I'm doing this, so obviously I have to keep his last name out of the equation. P.S. I love your videos. I would like to see the videos for members only and a monthly subscription. I will pay for it. That's interesting. I did that before. I used to do that. These are the exact same videos, and some of you are out there today, that some traders used to pay for each and every month. Anyway, thank you, Benny. I appreciate the message, and I appreciate the hard work. Keep up the great work. All right. You give credit where credit is due. Let's get back to the market. The SPY. Where are we going? Well, let's do a little bit of a refresher for a second. A, 253.34 worked yesterday, but now we just closed below it. That's a red flag for me for lower numbers. Now, before we continue this, keep something in mind. We're in the time zone where we're looking for a low. However, it's going to appear like we're ever going to find one at times. Remember, the market is built on emotion. It's fear and greed. It's pleasure and pain. However you want to look at it, that's what drives markets. What's the ideal way that we find a low? What's the ideal way that the market can put in a low? Trapdoor, gap down, capitulation type volume, reversal, and off to the races. That's the idealized low. What are we going to get? Well, we'll find out when we get there. 
but we're likely not there yet. So here's the story. Unless they fix this thing overnight, meaning we wake up tomorrow morning on Thursday morning to a big gap higher and they fixed it, unless that happens, we're likely going to visit some of the numbers that we've previously discussed. We're going to go discuss them right now. So we've seen this before. We've had these numbers on the chart, 246.31, 242, 234.59. Those are not necessarily absolute numbers. There certainly are support areas in between. But these are the numbers that I determined to be the highest probability areas we're likely to find support. As evidence from yesterday, we found support, but it didn't last. It did last intraday, but it didn't last throughout the next day. If you get a low and you don't see follow through the next day, that's not the low. Back to the daily chart for a second. Let's take a look at the volume. 214 million shares. That's getting there. This low here, which was on the 11th of October, that had 275 million shares and it wasn't the low. So it's unlikely 215 or 214 is going to do it either. So back to the weekly, we have the 246 and change, 242 and then lower than that. So here's my thing. I'm not in love with the 246 anymore. Might be good for an intraday type of support level or bounce higher. Maybe it's 246, 245 and a half. If the market's selling hard, we can obviously spike through these levels. We often do. Yesterday was a little bit of luck. But I'm not necessarily looking for the 246.31 to be any kind of a meaningful low. It could be. I'm just not expecting it. I think 242 is better. And if they're really going to kill it, they'll go and fill the gap. Now, all this doesn't have to happen in one day. This can take two, three, four days. But likely, it's going to be shorter term. Likely, we're going to end up finding a low, let's just say, within a week. Maybe it's Friday Maybe it's into next week, but we're going to find a low. Now it's a matter of where. We have to identify the low. So the way I do it is I'm watching these prices, and when the market gets to these prices, I'm watching very closely for clues. I'll be watching the IWM. I'll be watching the transports. I'll be watching the financials. I'll be watching the stocks, the important stocks inside of those sectors, the top holdings inside of those sectors. I'll be looking at a lot of things, looking for signs and signal of a bottom. And when the SPY gives us the signal, first on an hourly basis and then on the daily chart, that's at the point in which we'll have something tangible to trade against as a low. Right now, it's just a guess on where it's going to come in. And we don't guess. We look for it and let the market let us know where it's comfortable finding the final destination. Listen, I get all the news stories. I know all the stories. I know all the dire circumstances. I know everything that everybody posts, that all the emails specify. I get the whole thing. I've heard it for years. All those things matter. I get it. They matter when they matter. Over the next day or so, we'll get to maximum bearish sentiment. We're pretty close right now. And then the market will find a reason to put in a bottom. The media will assign the reason after the fact and will take off and have a huge rally. And you know the rest of the story. Where's that rally going? We'll talk about it after the market bottoms. I have to tell you, that's everything I've got on the spiders. It's a waiting game at this point. We have to wait for the market to put in the low. Can't buy any stocks before that happens. It's really a 
all the same market type of trade right now, which means that until and unless the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, it's all the same thing. Until these markets put in their bottom, everything is just going to continue to fall. You'll have anomalies here and there, but for the most part, very few stocks get spared. As an example, out of a list of 457 stocks that I follow on my master watch list, 66 finished green. Can we wake up to a surprise and the market's rising in the morning? Anything's possible. It's happened a couple of times already where we end up either rallying in the morning like this morning or we wake up to a gap higher only to have it fail, which is indicative and representative of the case I'm making of how bottoms are typically put in in markets like this when this is really a correction. This is not 3 or 4 or 5%. There's people losing money out there and I don't want to see that. I know it's hard to believe, but it's the main reason why I do what I do. Switching over to the IWM, there's really almost no point in looking at these charts right now because they're all the same. We know what's going to happen. I mean, where is the IWM going? If 132 does not hold, there's a gap down here, and it's all dependent on the S&P 500 and where it wants to bottom. Here are the transports. We already talked about this price. We said 90, 100, 9,000. We're already there. I can't even give you these numbers fast enough. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen, if we can get through this stuff. That's a lot of support in here. But if for some reason the transports break all the way through, down here at 8,100, 8,000, 8,200, down in this neck of the woods, that's a buy all day long. I have no idea whether they'll get there, but if they did, you turn the TV off and you buy it. Here's the IYT. Here's that corresponding level down here. I mean, anything like that ever happens. I mean, I'm just giving you ridiculous prices because you never know. It's the rubber band. Remember, we're in that scenario where the rubber band is stretched to the point where it's going to break or it's going to snap back and it has to do it right now. As I make this video, it's about 5.40 p.m. Eastern time. The futures will open up at 6 and we'll see what happens. How about the Qs? And here are some levels, 145, 146, so you split the difference, 145 and a half. That's a very, very important price level. Maybe it spikes it intraday. This is a weekly chart, so keep in mind, if the market closes below 145, let's say, on a weekly basis, so let's just say Friday, the market closes below that level, they're going to probably make an attempt around 140 to 138. 142 is also a very, very important number to the Qs. And again, it's on either side of these numbers. I'm giving you zones. These are not areas when the market hits it to buy. If you're an experienced trader and you understand the risk of what you're doing at the time, that's up to you. But these are areas where we're looking for signs and signal of a trend change. Here's the financials, the XLF. We flagged this a while ago. 25 was the number. That was the line in the sand. 25 was the bogey. We say it all the time. If the financials are going to sell off, the market's likely going to go with it. The market is unlikely to rally without the financials and vice versa. That's just the way the market works. So when the financials or the XLF gave up 25, we talked about it at the time. That was a negative. That's a sign. That's a clue. That was evidence. That's a puzzle piece that goes on the table. It was a big one, and we talked about it then. The SMH, I'm staying on the weekly charts because there's nothing to see on the daily charts. Just to give you an example, on the SMH, and this is actually one of the better charts, what are you going to see on the SMH? We have to go to a weekly chart to see what's going on. 
the SMH out of all the stuff that we look at actually looked the best and today down 4% gave up the ghost. You know, this level is no longer important. Came up short once. The second time around, you don't want it. You don't want sloppy seconds. Here's the story with the SMH. Your last line of defense is 83 bucks. Now, you can see what's going on here. Anybody that's taken the course can see why 83 is important for a number of reasons. Let's say $83 does not hold. 76 bucks. That's a good area. I would be interested in the SMH at 76 bucks. 200 week moving average. This thing hasn't seen the 200 week moving average in years. It's not going to just cut through it like a hot knife through butter. Now remember, this is a weekly chart, so intraday, intraweek, a lot of stuff can happen, but it's unlikely to close a week on the first shot below that number. And by the way, here's a nice little tidbit for you. When stuff like that happens, let's say that did happen. Let's say, for argument's sake, hypothetical situation, Friday comes, or any Friday for that matter, so it's a weekly close, and in this case, the SMH closes below the 200-week moving average. Let's just say, for argument's sake,